0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome
1: to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by a flu game, Ty Capone. Ty, I know you are under the weather. Thank you for battling through the elements (laughs) to give us your best.
0: Yep, I'm here. I have the itis, but uh, it should be uh, uh, fine. I'll be all right. There's people dying out there. I'll be all right.
1: Uh, you know what? I like that mentality, man. That's a warrior spirit that you have. <laughs> and uh, that's also the spirit that Tom Aspinall has. There you go. I'm, I'm getting trying to work on these segues. Let's segue, baby. Yeah, UFC London this weekend. Uh, it's an early card from the O2 Arena. It starts at 12 o'clock here uh, Eastern, I believe. It's going to be Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tybura. Uh, a little – I mean, I'm not so sure about the uh, – the greatness of this main event or whatever, but it is definitely a layup. It seems like it seems like a setup to kind of just, you know, build him up or get him back to where they had him. Because the last time we saw him, he was fighting Curtis blades, correct? And, uh, the knee kind of gave out a little bit, which is uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. How long was that fight? It was what?
0: I think it was a year ago.
1: No, I mean like the, the was it fifteen seconds, seventeen 15 seconds? seconds. Yeah. And yeah, it was, so I guess it
0: was technically a loss, but you know, no that goes.
1: Yeah, that was I that was horrible. I remember sitting there watching that and just the life leaving my body that second.
0: That was like the stretch of uh, fights where we all were betting on guys that kept getting hurt.
1: Yeah, the main <laughs> events were getting cooked. Ortega was right. Brian Ortega. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't happen again, but uh, he took some time off. I think that should be good um it just sucks though because like the line is so big and I never like to bet bet on somebody coming off of an injury like that or you know because of an injury 450 is a lot man um I think he is the rightful favorite I think he's better everywhere like he should get it done quick I, I don't know how it would, how it would be close but Tavor's game eh, he's won like six of the last seven um you know losing the Volkov's no uh no big deal really Cash as a underdog for us against Romanov. But, you know, that Blago even-off fight was – he just fights in decisions, close fights. Um,
1: he's not that, he that upper really, echelon that it seems like and, we, yeah, you have to right?
0: Yeah, I think it's just a different level. The only reason Espanol loses is if he's uh, you know rusty or the knee's still fucked up or his mental's not, not there. I think that's the only way he loses. I guess it could happen in a heavyweight. Um, but, I, you know, Marcin Tybor is not some knockout threat. He has eight knockouts, seven submissions nine decisions but um uh, besides Walt harris and greg hardy he hasn't really finished anybody since Luis henrique way back in the day i remember that i think he hit him with a head kick um so yeah i, I mean i think and he
1: gets finished let's just say that yeah
0: like, yeah um augusta, remember augusta sakai knocked him out like a minute yeah shamil Abdurakhmanov, like but he has come a long way i think he used to be a little uh, a little bit on the thicker side i think when they um when they had like a face-off tom Asmol said uh whoa, you don't look like you're, uh, you're as, you don't have a gut or you don't have a stomach anymore. So uh, he's in much better shape. I know he's 37, but it seems like uh, he's in the best stage of his career. He's taking things seriously. Um, he's going to be grapple heavy, I think. Um, I just, you know, his speed. I don't
1: know if that's a good idea, though, either. I
0: mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to have to get top time, I think. But his speed and his chin's been, you know, like you said, it's been cracked before. And that doesn't get better with age. Um, and he's, sl- he's never been speedy. I just I think Asmal gets him out. Of that. I think cracks him early, and um, I think he finishes in the first round. I don't. I, I want to bet that, but I'm not going to just because you know uh, his knee blows out again. Then I'm so. Um, but that's probably if I was to do anything, I think Tom Asmal round one. I don't KO or something. I'm not too sure. Like I think he can get it done either way. He straight arm locked Alexander Volkov. That's something you don't really see ever. So um, yeah, I'm gonna take him to get it done early, but no bet.
1: Yeah, the unfortunate thing about this is there's really no uh, easy way to bet this. Like, him inside the distance is minus 360, so they think he's... The, I mean, it's obviously a heavyweight fight. There's not really the large possibility that this is going to go a full five rounds. Like, that's, you know, maybe if these guys were 35ers, you'd, that decision bet would be more of a live thing to consider, but either guy by decision is plus 1,500, pretty much, so... You know, I, I'm not going to take my chances on that, especially like we said, out of five rounds. I mean, the JDM decision last week probably would have paid well, but that's still three rounds. And if that thing was five <laughs> rounds, that thing would have been over. Yeah. You know, that Hafez did not have that in him. These big these big guys usually, I mean, do not have it in him. And even Aspinall, who's been off for a year, you don't. Know, we don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know what version of him is going to show up. I just, I, I really would like to bet something like that he finishes him somewhat early in the fight but i i need like a combo you know what i mean like i can't just do one round like oh finish him in the first finish him in the second i don't have faith that he does that in any of those specific rounds so i guess i'm going to look i'm going to sit here and look for a second but round uh, 1
0: is plus 105 that could be interesting i know it's not great value but at least it's plus money and you got to figure you got Jay Collier out there in a minute Bado in a minute and uh, Sergey Spivak in two and a half minutes, Alexander Volkov in like four minutes. Uh, I don't think he's first round or bust. Uh, I remember he went to the second Andre Andrei Orlovsky. Uh, I think on the regional scene, he went to the second round a couple times. Actually, before he came to UFC, the only time he went to the second round were both of his losses. But uh, one was an illegal elbow. So a bit fluky there. Um, so, yeah, I think he gets it done early. But, yeah, you know, Tybor is a vet. He's been around for a while. He's getting. He's bet. He's at the best stage of his career. Um, so he could make it interesting. Maybe he grinds on him a little bit to make it boring. To get the crowd out of the fight. You know they're going to be really picked up by them. Uh, I know he's a Liverpool guy. I don't think there's really any London guys on this card other than Nathaniel Wood, which is kind of interesting. But um, yeah, I think he should get it done relatively easily. Uh, but we shall see.
1: I am going to take something just for just to have a bet. I'm going to take Aspinall. Round two plus three
0: seventy. Wow. That's interesting.
1: Just basically that I think this guy survives and Aspinall tries to not ring rust, but necessarily like tries to feel his way back into this.
0: And I mean, yeah, Tybora's been out of the first round of every single fight other than Walt Harris in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? So and that's Walt Harris, who's, you know, in and out of the UFC. So yeah, I think it's a pretty solid bet. Maybe he gets hurt in the first round, but you can't finish him. Uh, and then the second round, he comes out and smashes him. but yeah, I like that.
1: Let me just say ahead of time, could easily see Aspinall just mowing through him and knocking <laughs> him out in thirty seconds, and it being over. But yeah, I'm, I think I'm trying to make some money. Right. I gotta, I, you know, I gotta fucking do something here. Uh, yeah. And and the combo, you, you know, I like to bet the uh, like the grouping of rounds uh, in this fight. Round go. one to three is pl- minus two ninety, so it's not even like there's really nothing to make money. I, I would suggest you people don't bet this fight. I know yeah. you guys uh, hate when I probably say that, but <laughs> it's the truth. This is not really a, uh, a good money-making opportunity. So we, motto of the pod. Yeah, motto of the pod, do not bet this fight. The motto of the pod actually <laughs> is actually just don't bet. It's just stay away <laughs> from it, but this, this is what we're here to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're not scared. Uh, how about JSP? Julia Jeep G- Julia... <laughs> GSP, stole your Ranko, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> People like you, I believe, in the past were comparing her. You said she's the female GSP, I believe. She's up there. Yeah. <laughs> she's fighting Meatball <laughs> Molly, who is your, actually your favorite fighter. I know you said that in the past. You hate Meatball Molly. Let me just drop all the jokes for a second. He hates Meatball Molly. He can't yeah, stand her. Just, he I'm hates worried. all the hype around the Liverpool uh, women, not even women, the men too. Oh. You hate
0: Patty. Darren so, Till, yeah, uh, Ashmall. I didn't even know he's from Liverpool. He seems like cool, a cool bloke.
1: Well, Darren Till, the the, the, the stock and the hype around him has never been higher after his <laughs> uh, a, after DDP just getting Robert Whittaker out of there immediately. So, just how good it is? What do you make of this guy Darren saying Till. like, uh, you know, I'll uh, uh, I'm going to make the adjustments now. Like this, I needed this. Like, is that like the typical, like most typical, like when I get knocked out, like I needed this. You know, like uh, who said that? Uh, Robert Whitaker, like I, I, I need to make changes <laughs> yeah. in my game. Like
0: I'll tell you what you didn't need at this stage in your career is to get beat the fuck up. That's what you didn't need. But uh, maybe, maybe it wakes him up. You know, I mean that that's really never happened to him other than Izzy. Obviously, Izzy's one of the best ever. Do it at middleweight. So yeah, maybe I, I just. Uh, I mean, where does he go from here? But nowhere. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere. Literally nowhere. But, um,
1: no, that's. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, listen. I, I <laughs> I just wanted to shit on Whitaker for a little bit for losing me some money. But uh, Molly McCann, <laughs> listen, if Molly McCann loses this fight, I think she's done. and I, Not like in the sense that her career is over. I think that the, in the figurative sense, her career is over. She's cooked then. Because this is about as much of a layup as it can get. Like, she, Of course, she could get armbarred, and she could get maybe armbarred, because that's pretty much all Stoli Renko does. <laughs> that's all she does, that's man. Literally all she does, but, uh, you know. This seems like they kind of set this up for her to kind of get one back after she got uh, just eviscerated and turned to dust by Aaron Blanchfield. So (laughs) uh, I'm gonna go uh, Molly McCann inside the distance plus one thirty because that just seems like it it seems like if she wins, she's gonna finish her. So
0: yeah, um, I have a hot take. I'm gonna take Julia Stolarenko inside the uh, sub by sub. Are you kidding me? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've uh, I've a lot of. um, I'm very aware that she's she could get smashed. And I think on the feet, Molly McCann hits harder, has more power. Uh, She's gotten better. Her boxing has gotten a lot better. Um, She used to kind of just be wild. Now she's you know her powers increased a little bit. She might be on the same she might have the same doctor as Patty. um, You know, on those Flintstone vitamins. She's thirty three, but. She, she, um, she has a seven inch reach disadvantage. I don't think, uh, Julius Ranker is a great striker at all. Um, but I think it could be something that she uses three inches taller than Molly, too. Molly McCann just has bad takedown defense. She just doesn't know what she's doing on the ground. Her grappling is a huge, I mean, Lyra Procopio took her down seven times. Lyra Procopio was, was released from the UFC not long after that fight. So. Um, and I believe Larry Pacopio is very tough as well. So um, I think this is a layup fight. I think this is a, get, a bounce back, a get right fight, a, a layup. Or um, I'm trying to think of the other phrase, <laughs> a set, a setup, a setup fight. But I think it's a little tougher than um, the UFC gives her credit for. I know Julia's is one of five in the UFC, but I mean, uh, she had a close fight with Alexis Davis, who you know might have been like forty five at the time. In um, the Chelsea Chandler fight, she fought at one forty. And Chelsea Chandler is a big girl. She fights at 145. Um, and she took she took Chelsea Chandler down quick, mounted her quick, and then she just did something stupid. She rolled to her back for an arm bar, and then she got smashed. So, uh, you know, not great, but at least she was doing some good things. Um, and she did <clears> – <throat> this is at 125. She's fought at 135 before. I remember uh, – I don't know if you remember when she fainted twice trying to make 135 against Julie Avila.
1: <clears throat> Who's this? Stoly Renko?
0: Yeah. She fainted twice trying to make 135, but she looked good on, on the scales making 125. She made it easily and looked fine. So I think, you know, maybe that's a little overblown. Uh, she probably should lose if it stays standing. I don't think she's necessarily, like, a great wrestler or right. is, is yeah, her take accuracy is 25%, but it really doesn't matter. All she needs is, like, I mean, look at, you know, I know she's probably beaten not anybody at all that's decent, but um, – She's just armbarred so many fucking people, you know. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep fading Molly. I'm gonna keep doing it just because I have to. At this point, I'm gonna take Julius Slowyrenko by sub plus three fifty.
1: I got you at plus three sixty on here. Uh, I believe. Right. Let's Can give a credit juice? to the proper sports book that is giving you this juicy fat line, which is FanDuel. Shout out to FanDuel. It's
0: kind of like the Estela Nunez bet. Like I thought, you know, I'm probably cooked, but let me take a chance because I, don't, I just, I think Molly McCann stinks, man. I know she's, she's getting older. She has all this hype behind her. It's in London. You know, it's pretty, nah, she's, she's probably going to feed off of the energy and smoke her early. But honestly, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Not everyone is uh, Luana Carolina. Which uh, you, you, <laughs> I know, and then she couldn't even really get her out of there immediately. Which you know, and Hannah Goldie, those were some fucking cans. Uh, Solyenko is not Back-to-back that bad. Back to back
0: spinning elbows. Yeah, back to back spinning back elbows. So that's kind of impressive, but um. So look out you know, for like that. Said, going going back to that Lara Procopio fight, taking out seven times, Talia Santos five times. Um, who else? Uh, Jillian Robertson subbed her. That's nothing really to be worried about. Jillian Robertson has not the finishers, I think, in women's fly rate, flyweight history or uh, something.
1: And Snowy Renko so, is big. Like you, you mentioned, like much bigger than her.
0: She's yeah, got three-inch reach.
1: Or I'm sorry, three-inch height, seven-inch reach. So like, like you said, like that's no uh, – that's not, she's a big like, girl, not man. nothing.
0: I don't know if you saw him during the face-offs. She's a lot bigger than her. And Molly, if look at her face – uh, they, again, the issue is just for Julia as the, the strike man. She's just been outstruck a lot when she fought Alexis Davis. That was a close fight, though. She had some sub attempts. Uh, the Avila fight was competitive until it wasn't. Um, the later this fight goes, she's probably fucked. I don't think she has great cardio and she has to make 125, but, um, yeah, I could, I could, I could see Molly doing some stupid shit and getting arm or something.
1: For sure. Right, and that's why that's why I think you have a good bet here and uh, I don't really feel too confident but I just' I don't try like Stoli, like you said like it, it what I think is gonna happen is Stolly Renko goes for the armbar, ends up on the bottom panics from the bottom and then she just starts getting fucking hammer fisted or something like that or yeah. I, I don't know if her gas tanks gonna keep up with, with cutting all that weight I know it's she may have looked yeah. good but you know like I mean look at we, did you see Paul Craig? Yeah, well, he look looked that. I mean, he looked like he he was like he, he had been fucking on a hunger strike or something like that. He looked horrible, <laughs> but he made the weight, right? So it, 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 I guess yeah. that doesn't really matter. How about Nathaniel Wood, Andre Feely? This is a 145 fight. We have Feely as a underdog at plus 165, 175. Nathaniel Wood at minus 195, as high as minus 225. Uh, Listen, I don't really like, like, right off the rip, I don't really like anything here on either side. I mean, Nathaniel Wood, obviously, for right for right reasons, is the favorite, I would say. But I, I don't trust either one of these guys. Like, Feely, I, I've bet him before and been, you know, just cooked. Like, the Joe Anderson burrito, I don't think I had him in that. But, I mean, he just got dominated. That was bad, yeah. Bryce Mitchell fight, he kind of got dominated. But the guys he's losing to, for the most part, are really good, high level guys. I mean, he's just coming off a win against Bill Algio, who, eh, you know, depends on what you think about Close him. Close fight. Yeah, and a couple splits either way. I mean, he'll also split to Michael Johnson. And Nathaniel Wood, it's, you know, lots of decisions on here. Uh, so I, I really just don't know what I should. What's the bet here, Ty? I guess this is my question, if there's anything. I
0: think the bet is Nathaniel Wood inside the distance.
1: Really? You think I he think gets him might out be... of there?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think Feely's durability is just pretty much gone, uh, or at least it's going. <clears throat> I mean, that Joe Anderson burrito fight that was that was just quick. Um, and Nathan- Nathaniel Woodman's last fight, I-, I bet against him, and he he looked fucking awesome. He looked so good. I think he's just honestly a better version of Andre Feely at this at this point in his career. Um, they both have good jabs. They both have. I mean, Nathaniel Wood has some of the best low kicks in the game. Uh, Twenty two to one, he out low Charles Jordan. Thirty two to twelve L locates okay, Charles Rosa. Fifty-seven twenty-four against Casey Kenny, fifty-eight fourteen against John Casanato. Like he just he, he puts those things up. And Andre Fiely, tall, long, has those long legs. Um, I don't he has yeah, he has a five inch reach advantage and a five inch height advantage over Nathaniel Wood. But uh yeah, I think Wood's, you know, he's got decent submission grappling. I think he has, uh I don't think he's gotten a sub in a while. I guess it was a little Tecco and Andre Yuli choked them both out. Um, Fast, I think he's quicker, faster. I don't know if he's more powerful, but he he might be. He's just he's so good technically. His technical striking is is awesome. He's really good in the clinch, Uh, but he's a bit chinny himself. I think he's been uh, he's been chinned before, but I think he that was at um, 135. I could be wrong. So So seeing him move up
1: the, the size difference though.
0: Um, I don't have too much of an issue. I feel like Nathaniel Woods kind of always been fighting guys that are bigger than him. Uh, Charles Jordan, Charles Rosa. Um, I don't know if Casey Kenny. Yeah, Casey Kenny, not really. John Castaneda, same size. So his last two fights, those guys are bigger than him. Again, I was just really surprised by by that Jordan fight. Uh, maybe Jordan's hype is a little bit uh you know deflated now, but going into that fight, everybody was on Charles Jordan. So. And he took him down five times, controlled him for four and a half minutes, uh, outstruck him at range, at distance. <clears throat> um, I mean, just chewed up his legs. So um, yeah, I don't know, man. Andrei against that, against uh, Bill Algio. got outstruck. He did get a takedown that that got him some control. I believe that was in the last round that won him the pretty much won him the fight. Uh, he turned into a wrestler. He was total strikes in that third round. Bill Algio outstruck him total, seventy four to sixteen. Um. So yeah, I, I just think uh, <clears throat> Andre Feely's done, man. You think it's but not bad? it's it's uh it might not be, but like I think he's really talented. Like he's he's got look, good low kicks himself. I remember uh, good head kicks too. He really wraps him around the head. He can grapple and wrestle a little bit. He's long, but the problem with him, he just had eye surgery uh, in February after he said he lost vision in his right eye. So for that, that for me is a big red flag. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of <laughs> There's a lot of things like that 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 I'll touch on on this car. There's a lot of people that, you
1: know, uh, have some medical stuff going on. (laughs) A lot of medical
0: issues that, you know, I just, uh, not really a fan of. So losing vision in your right eye and then having a surgery, that was in February of this year. So that's a bit concerning. Nathaniel Wood's a dog. He's just going to keep it coming. He's very technical, very sound all around. Um, Inside the distance might be tough, but that would be my play if I were to have one. I just
1: don't know if I do. Well, I'll, while you while you consider that, I'm going to let you know that I have Andre Feely money line plus 180 on the card. Wow! Uh, and the reasoning for that is I agree with a lot of the shit you said. I just don't like the fact that Nathaniel Wood has fought to a lot of decisions, and that he's not the I mean, obviously he's not always going to be the he's or he always is the smaller guy. But I just think Feely is going to be able to keep him on the outside for enough of this fight. And kind of sneak probably a split or something. It's gonna be a really close fight, I think. So uh, I'm gonna take the uh, money line on the underdog and kind of just hope and pray that I kind of get. I'm on the right side of this. So
0: yeah, I did have Wood against Casey Kenny, I remember that. And he, I don't want to say shit the bed, but he got taken down a couple times. That was a very back and forth, close fight. I have to go back and rewatch it. The volume was. Very good. He turned it up in the third round too. So I like Philly's uh, rounds later-
1: as well for the record, because it's like he, like you said, like he's not like really a wrestler, but he sneaks them in there enough where it's like you're not, you're not ready for it, and then he just is up and under and takes you down. You're like, what the fuck, bro? Like
0: 2.38 per 15. He, uh, he, t- he, he used that to take uh, to take a decision against uh, Charles Jordan himself. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell dominated him on the ground, but obviously there's. But he didn't get subbed. Like I
1: always look at it when you're when you're fighting a guy who's like much superior in in an aspect as you, and you kind of don't quit or don't like you know you don't get folded up. Then I I, I, it's kind of a feather in the cap in in some ways. It's not obviously a great you know not great that you got wrestle fucked, but Bryce Mitchell probably wrestle fucks ninety five percent of the UFC featherweight
0: division. So Uh, Uh, the problem with Feely, he's just chinny. Like Jordan even knocked him down in that fight. So. We shall see. I don't. I don't have anything. No, I'm the same
1: way. No, nah, and I think it's a smart thing. They uh, they just resemble each other
0: a lot, in my opinion, like fight style.
1: Yep. That's. A, I don't. I don't like this one at all. But I, I just. It's just kind of a, that. The that reason is why I'm taking it because they're so close, and I just think the plus one eighty is too much. I I feel like this should be closer to even money, and I probably wouldn't bet. Yeah. But feel that. I'm just a guy, man. Just a guy doing my thing. <laughs> so, Andre Muniz. Is coming off of a kind of lackluster, disappointing performance against Brendan Allen, who I guess looking back now, we should have known because Brendan Allen has come on pretty strong here of recent. He's fighting at Paul Craig, who is making his middleweight debut, uh, right? I mean, uh, he may have fought yeah. back in the day, but UFC, I haven't seen him in middleweight this whole time. So uh, Paul Craig is a plus 185, 180 underdog to Andre Muniz, uh, obviously, Paul Craig, always the submission threat, always the crazy shit, the, the bear Jew, loves to throw some crazy shit up, which I still don't know what that means, that, that nickname. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I don't really care to know either. So uh, he's coming off of a uh, an <laughs> evisceration from Johnny Walker, who, you know, I mean, anyone could have seen that coming, the way that uh, just, you know, I, I, honestly, I guess you could have seen Johnny Walker ending up in some dumb shit and getting triangled or some shit like that, but... He's just too powerful, too big. Uh, what is this? What is the size uh, difference here? He's six three, and Muniz has the reach advantage, which is pretty crazy for you know when you're going down. And Paul Craig's not a small guy either, so, um, I mean, my instinct tells me Muniz, and probably inside the distance, but uh, I guess you know, I mean, obviously he's uh, it, Paul Craig. No matter what, is going to be a, a sub threat, but I mean, Muniz is a uh, well-respected black belt. And although he just did get subbed, which was not good. I mean, he took a little bit of a beating before that. I don't think that was... was,
0: Yeah, he was end of the fight, too. He was probably tired, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I mean... Allen's a dog.
1: And before that, he had come off of, you know, a bunch of wins in a row, uh, you know, leading into his UFC. He had, you know, four or five UFC wins before that, where he was, you know, arm-barring Eric Anders and, you know, breaking Jock Ray's arm and shit like that. So... He'd hit his fair share of arm bars uh, before that, so I, I guess I just I really don't know what to think here. I mean, obviously I yeah. know what I know what I think, but I just don't know what I would bet here because I don't really I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Um, so it seems like Bear Jew, two different two different options here. He looks like a giant Jewish bear. Nice. Or uh, if you remember Inglorious Bastards, Eli Roth. Played a guy who used to just smash people over the smash German soldiers in the head with a baseball bat, so they called him the bear Jew.
1: That's Um, probably what it's from.
0: You know, either one, (laughs) I'm not sure. Either way, it sounds cool, right? Yeah, he uh, apparently he's going to weigh in at 218 on fight night, which is you know very large, but it makes sense. He's moving down, he's 35 and his weaknesses are still what they are, right? I don't think he's really. yeah, I don't it was a really 205.
1: I can't imagine what the like Augusta wind's gonna come through the O2 arena and he's gonna go fucking. Snoop. <laughs> They're gonna have to get the stretcher out, man. Like that's what worries me.
0: Yeah, and the you know you can say you don't want to worry about Maniz knocking him out all you want, but I wouldn't be so sure of that, man. Like uh, I know he hasn't had any UFC knockouts, but still hits hard. He's a big dude. Um, he's probably the better grappler and striker here, so I think the path for Maniz is. I don't know. It's it, wherever he wants to be better. I think Paul Craig has a uh, very opportunistic, opportunistic crafty submissions, but you know, a lot of that is, is rolling on your back or rolling for this and just, you know, things that um, won't necessarily work all the time, but he's again, very tricky, man. He got Jamal, Jamal Hill's arm in a fucking vice and he did not let that thing go. Uh, same with Nikita Krylov in that when he had him in the trying, um, it seems like triangle is his move. So, um, it's just like, is he, is, you know, remember he tapped out ankle like, live one second left. That was fucking insane. Like, the, but does he do that here against Muniz? Like, does Muniz play into his games? And even if he does, does he get trapped in his, uh, in his games? I, I don't know, man. He's only been subbed once against Brendan Allen. And that was more of just being exhausted. So, I don't know, I mean, he has been one punch knocked out before Muniz by Azumat, Mirzakanoff way back in the day. Um, so I don't think Maniz is like that. I think maybe people were uh, overhyping him um, after his win against Uriah, and you know, even before that, when he beat Jock Ray and Anders. So I don't know. I think he wins. I think he could submit Paul Craig. Even um, for sure, Paul Craig has Paul Craig been, Paul Craig been submitted? He yet? got
1: commored by Jimmy Crute back in the day. I just I was just no literally, shame literally looking that. at
0: the same thing. So <laughs> no shame in that either. Jimmy Crute has good good subs, and that was way back before he was cooked. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. What I I don't even know if I want to parlay Andre Muniz because uh, I think it's kind of a big line, but it's more about fading Paul Craig, Mister um, Mister Paul Craig. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm always down to fade the Scots, um, but he's a he's a fun dude. He's a cool dude. He's always gonna be fun. Right? It's always gonna be something. So hopefully it's the hopefully it's just entertaining and not all to the wall, if you will. But I have no plan.
1: I do. Muniz inside the distance plus one hundred. Uh, right. I just, I think, I think honestly, it, it, I really do think he TKOs him. That's probably going to be my like official prediction because I just Paul Craig at eighty five. I'm gonna have to see it first, and I'm willing to lose yeah. money on the back of it because I just I can't see how him cutting all that weight is like a good idea. Like it's like kind of like when Cody Garbrandt was going to twenty five. It's like, well, your chin wasn't good at thirty five. I like I get they're smaller guys, but you have sucked a lot of. Like water out of your body, and like you, you're, although you put that weight back on, I don't think your brain, like the water leaves your brain and sh- Like you're just gonna get hit, and your body's just gonna shut off. It's gonna go into auxiliary yeah. mode right away. And Paul Craig's, like I said, goes into auxiliary mode at the at the drop of a hat, even at two hundred five. So cutting a yeah. twenty extra pounds, and then you know now I'm good. Andre Muniz inside <laughs> the distance plus one hundred. We keep it moving, Ty, and we are here. Jai Herbert. Hopefully Dan Hardy's not in the building for this one. He's fighting Faraz Zaim, who you have said is the next GSP. No, I'm just kidding. Smile Killer, which is not one of not not one of the better names that have. No, we can do better. Obi wan Shinobi, the Pillow, is one of the. That better was just.
0: That was. That, <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that. Uh, so Zaim is the deck. favorite
1: here, minus one sixty-five, one seventy-five to Jai Herbert's plus one forty. Uh, what is that? Zayim is coming off of a win, correct? He's coming off yeah, a win the, against... Uh, oh, like Big Lock. Lock. Yeah, I mean, who could forget that one? <laughs> then he, he got rear-naked choked by Terrence McKinney. That has not aged well after no, what we've but seen. but remember,
0: first round. First round or bust. It's
1: true. And uh, your boy, uh, the Black Country Banger, is coming off of a draw with uh, Ludwig Klein, which I don't recall. Oh, that's right. That was on the undercard of the uh, Usman Edwards uh, card. And then the win against Kyle Nelson... Uh, you know, fought Ilya Tepori, obviously, but a lot of his losses that Herbert has have been to like some pretty some fair competition, some pretty good. I kind Reece of McKee. like I like Herbert here. Yeah, shout out Reese McKay, he's back.
0: He's back, baby.
1: He's back. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, he is back. But uh, do you? I I mean, what is the reasoning for Zayim being the uh, favorite here?
0: Um. So. I guess it's a bit of an overcorrection because his last fight he was a big under, like plus one hundred and sixty against uh, Michael Figlack, and he started to use something, some some wrestling that we never saw from him because right because he's um <clears> had <throat> that kickboxing background I believe if I remember correctly and he went out against Figlack took him down three times had like seven minutes of control it was kind of the opposite of that Jamie Malarkey fight which he also won. Um, um, and the McKinney fight, I don't know, I don't hold that against him, man. Everybody knows McKinney is hell on wheels for those first two minutes, the first five minutes. You get him past the first round, he's cooked. Um, he's young, man. He's 26. Uh, I think he's going to provide a test for Jai Herbert that he doesn't really see often. That's somebody that's his size. They're the same height. Herbert has a two-inch reach advantage. He's nine years older. I like Jai I think Jai Herbert's pretty talented, pretty skilled, and we're going to talk about somebody else that's very similar to him, Danny Hatchito-Roberts. Very skilled fighter, but the problem is they just don't have a chin, man, like a rubber chin. Um, and Herbert likes to brawl, you know. What, that's exactly how I lost to uh, Reese McKee way back in the day. Uh, his de- and he just has a problem with his defensive grappling. It's always been an issue uh, for him. And I think with Ziam now incorporating that into his game a little bit more, I think that could be a pathway for victory. I think this could be a this going to be a showcase fight for for Ziam. I think he could come out here and get his first knockout, his first finish in the UFC. Um, he has a bunch of finishes on the regional scene against, you know, not very great opponents, but I think he did win uh I thought I thought he won a title somewhere when he was like twenty-one. I, I it could be a shitty organization. I don't know. But um yeah, man, I think he uh I think he can get it done. He's he's I just think Jai Herbert his chin, man, it's just real, real bad. He's thirty-five. So um yeah, I don't. I don't want to take anything here, or I kind of do. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, I'm gonna take Perez Ziam inside the distance. I think he's gonna get it done. I think he's finally oh. gonna get his finish, his knockout, or his maybe a sub. Um, plus two twenty. I kind of like it.
1: Plus two twenty. You got it, Ziam inside the distance. I kind of like that. I'm not gonna take anything <laughs> now. I probably will bet that, but like, I won't. I like. I'm only like. I guess I'm seeing some of these close ones, and I'm just gonna like. It's we kind of talked about how close a lot of these lines are. So that just leads me to wind up betting the underdog so I can get plus money. But sometimes that's not a good bet when you, you know, the favorite is like, should be much more of a favorite and you get a good price on them. This could be a situation like that. And getting it inside the distance, we've seen Jai Herbert go down. We've seen him get hit hard. We've seen him, like you know, like you, like you said, invite into a, into like, invite himself into a war. So.
0: that knockout against Elliot support is one of the worst I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I mean,
0: the way he folded was. And just... I don't know enough
1: about Zion to really fade him. That's that's what that's what's stopping me from betting this uh, Jai Herbert. So, uh, and the age. I didn't know how old Jai Herbert was. That's not uh,
0: yeah. pleasant. You know, thirty five <laughs>
1: plus at the lo- especially the lighter weight classes is when I start to go the other way. Because
0: also outstruck a distance by Kyle Nelson. So, are you serious? Yeah, Jai Herbert. Yeah, outstruck a distance twenty eight to twenty two. So. Bit of an issue. Uh, Nelson likes low kicks. He chewed up Jai Herbert's legs. Ferez Ziam has that kickboxing background. So uh, I think that could be a path. Breaking just, news. You know, Breaking
1: news. <laughs> I am betting Ferez Ziam inside the Let's distance. Let's go. Plus 200. Nah, yeah. That just, I, I've heard enough. You don't need to say anymore. <laughs> I, I'm in. Uh,
0: also, I think they're trying to get for Ziam, or I think he's trying to get onto that Paris card, September 2nd. So I think you know, a, quick, a, a nice performance here will really get him a quick turnaround. Uh, onto that card, which would be awesome for him.
1: Lerone Murphy, still undefeated. 12 and one the only uh, draw, I believe, was to uh, Tugagov, if I remember correctly. Zubara. Zubara, and uh, Lerone Murphy's coming off of a split decision win against uh, Gabriel Santos. He is fighting Josh Kulabow, who we have talked about, who continually, I would say, uh, exceeds our expectations of him that we have said of him. Would you say that? I mean, every time it seems like he, yeah. we go in there, we're like, ah, it's just Joshua Koolabell, like he's the underdog, or it's a close one. And he goes out and he dominates a guy like Melzik. Ba- well, he didn't really dominate, but he g- gets the win. He was getting dominated. Yeah, he was. He, he, he,
0: you, you won the way he the way he got that 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 win was fucking slick, man. He found he got his back quick, and uh, even a split win over Sun Moon Choi was 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 impressive. You know, he beat Nerd and BK. Uh, this is a guy who's still pretty inexperienced. I, I, I want to say he's young. He's twenty nine. Made his debut against Jalen Turner. That's a tough debut, man. And then he fights Charles Jordan after that. Like to go o one and one in those two fights. It's a bit. It's a bit impressive, I guess. I would say. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's bounced by three in a three in a row. And uh, <laughs> so here, here's where we get to the injury. Laurel Murphy uh, apparently almost died after a car hit him on a bike. Uh, in May of 2022, nine years prior to that, he was shot in the face. What? So, yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really, they, so they both match up same size pretty much. Yeah. The rumor is a couple years older. Um, yeah, he was in a split with Gabriel Santos and we, we saw what happened to Gabriel Santos in his last fight. He got fucking absolutely floored and slept by, uh, Mr. Onama. Um and he was losing that Amir Khani fight that first round Machwan Amir Khani taught him a, a jiu-jitsu lesson and then the uh, second round starts and he just fucking smokes him with the knee. So um I think he's gotten a little bit lucky, Murphy, but also he's very t- I, I, he's very athletic. He's got good power. He can get his own takedowns, but he doesn't really go for it. He just seems kinda low volume. He he fights on thin margins, is is what I'll say. Um did the same thing against um Douglas Silva de Andrade. Um uh, you know, his, his last fight was also in London. Um, the thing with Cole Bell, he's got good power. He's got good striking. He just seems to find a way lately. You know what I mean? Ever since the first couple losses, he, he seems to find a way, especially in, in that Melsick fight and in that uh, Sungwoo Choi fight. Yeah. he uh, I think he knocked Sungwoo Choi down twice. So, um, And he also had a, had a deep sub attempt. I forget what it was against Nerda bk So he's, he's getting better, man. I just – I don't know. I know this is a very uh, – This is a very tough fight for me to predict. Very close. The odds are probably should be closer, but I would pick LaRue Murphy, but I'm not against anybody having a Joshua Kulabow ticket, especially if you have him by, like, maybe a late sub. I think that could be something to work on, to work with, I should say. Um, If you look at LaRue Murphy's takedown defense, not very good, 43%. His accuracy himself is 37. Uh, Kulabow's takedown defense, 82. I don't think he's gotten a takedown in the UFC, but... Still, he can, he can get those subs. Um, oh, man, I don't know who to pick. Very I'm staying away here. Team. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm like, I, away, I would but...
1: pick Kulabow just based off the fact that he's the underdog, but I can't keep doing that, so I have to at one point stay away. This one's too close, man. This is right razor thin. And like you said, though, like LaRon Murphy just kind of invites himself into like maybe losing a split or like it, all of his fights are so fucking close, so I'm just going to stay yeah. away. I don't want anything to do with it. And Kulabow finds a way, like you said. That Melsic yeah. fight, he was getting cooked. I had Melsic in that, and he just, it caught him slipping. I think he caught like a kick. He fell down, and he just grabbed his neck and back. like yeah, just yep. snatched it up within like the the span of like a five second thing, if I remember correctly. Like it was, quick man. Yeah, and that that's and that was that. And there goes your bet. There goes your money. So I'm not I'm <laughs> not gonna play around with that. And uh, I don't know. My don't really uh,
0: my gut pick is gonna be Laura Murphy. Wins like a split. Um. But I mean, I could see him hurting Coolabell. Kulabow. Coolabell's been hurt before. I think he, I don't know if he's chinny, but um, I think Leroy Murphy has a very, very big athletic advantage here. But Coolabell, uh, I know he's is he New Zealand Australian, he, Australia, yeah, he's Australian. But he kind of he kind of has a Hawaiian warrior style, so um, it should be a good fight. Honestly, it's gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be close, but I'm gonna pick Murphy to edge it out here.
1: Davy Grant. Davy Grant, ladies and gentlemen, is getting in there against Daniel Marcos. Uh, what do we have odds wise here? I didn't have this one up. There we go. Minus 140 for Marcos. Marcos. Plus one twenty. <laughs> <clears throat> My voice is starting to I, I, amazing your voice is holding up better than mine is, but
0: I yeah. Oof. Not for long. Not for long. But
1: that. uh Davy Grant, I don't know. Like uh, I don't I mean, Daniel Marcos. When was the last time we saw him? He only had the one fight against. Oh yeah, uh, Salmon. Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy. That guy stinks. I mean, that that like let's just be real about that. Remember, uh, he beat your boy, Brandon <laughs>
0: Let's Go Lewis.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he couldn't get him out of there. That was the concerning part too, because Let's Go was was asking to get put out there, but he was just he Let's just Go with a fight that. coming up. Does he really?
0: Yeah, against Justin Wetzel. Uh, you got to take a look at Justin Wetzel's typology picture. It's. Scary at first. Uh, well, but while I work on I that, uh,
1: I, I'm wondering why do you think that? I guess Davy Grant—they're giving him the vet respect. That yeah, I guess
0: they always give him. Yeah, it seems like he's the guy they give to young prospects, right? Jonathan Martinez—he couldn't get it done. Um, Martin Day—obviously I mean, we know what's going on. With Martin Day. Um, Adrian Yanez almost didn't get it I done. the on
1: his eye? <laughs> the fuck is that dude yeah check out (laughs) justin wetzel's topology pick he's got like some fucking digimon shit on his fucking eye yeah
0: he also beat escar escar so uh it's a tough it's a tough get back for brandon let's go lewis but i will be tuned in for that fight if you can um if i yeah, you know there's gonna be a stream somewhere Got um yeah like you know he beat cheeto back in the day tried running it back and cheeto beat him they tried Adrian Yanez. Almost lost to Davy Grant. That was a close fight, and Davy Grant took out Smolka, uh, and then he took out a sunset in a fight where he was losing. Um, and also in that fight, uh, I forget who the referee was. I can bring it up right now. Uh, was it Mark? No, it wasn't Mark Goddard. Mark Goddard would never do such a thing. But he um, he grabbed the he grabbed the fence. Fight back and and um, let's see who it was. Hold on.
1: Put your hands up, Colby.
0: Uh, of course, Keith, no-nonsense Peterson. Yeah. yeah, He loves nonsense, um, though. He had a, a fence grab that pretty much helped him stand up, and then he knocked out a sense out. Um Or no, he did not. Well, he hurt him, and then was it in, uh, a mounted triangle or something?
1: Yeah, inverted um, That was crazy.
0: Um, and he was down 2-0 in that fight. So, like, I think he's getting older, obviously. He's 37, turns 38 soon. Um, he's got decent wrestling. He's got just unorthodox striking. he will hit you from weird angles. He seems like it's just a tough guy to fight, right? Adrian Yanez, it seems like he's more technical, younger, but he had a real hard time with him. Um, uh, same with that Popov, Gregory Popov guy, who's not very good, but just it was just a very close and awkward fight. Uh, he's a dog. Fighting at home will help him. Um, I do like Daniel Marcos. They're about the same size. I think Marcos is probably the best Peruvian prospect the UFC's had. Uh, not, not saying much, but uh, he's got pretty good strike. He's got good power. Good takedown defense. I, I don't know if there is really a grappling edge in this fight necessarily. He trains in Florida. Daniel Marcos does now, so he's not he's not still training in Peru, which is good. He's uh he's in Florida with Charles Rosa, Randy Costa, a couple other guys. So that's that's encouraging to see. Um, this is another one, man. Just a very close fight. I don't know who takes it. I think, um, I think Daniel Marcos takes it. I think David Grant's just getting older, man, and you know, two back to back finishes in a row, but both coming in the third round. And uh, one of them, he was losing. So, yeah, I'm gonna take Daniel Marcos. I just I'm not gonna bet anything. It's it's a very, very close fight in my opinion. I'm
1: gonna take Marcos. Sorry, I should probably say this in the mic. I'm gonna say Marco. I'm gonna take Marcos money line minus 140. It's just it's low enough where I don't know how he gets it done. I don't know if he finishes him. Davey Grant's been subbed four times in his career. He's never been TKOed. Yeah. I mean, and I could see that happening for sure. I don't Gotta know what the, Eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, 37. It's starting to get to that point where it could go the other way. Inside the distance is plus 220. That I'd is, probably
0: take TKO if anything, because Chris doesn't have any subs. I don't even think he has any takedowns. So, um, I think TKO could be better, but if the line's not that good. I'm
1: going to take, take inside to the that. distance. Just in case like a it. club and sub uh, goes down, and maybe know, training right? with somebody goes different. <laughs> I, I don't know. The 220 is too nice. He's being uh, Davy Grant, being thirty-seven. I don't know. I just uh, I'm I'm fading all old guys now. And like I said, the later you are, the more I fade you. The older you get. So if that, make yep. that makes sense for everyone out there, who likes <laughs> riddles. So we keep it moving, though. There you go. Here's your boy, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. He's getting back in there in front of his hometown people, his home crowd, against Johnny Parsons. Johnny the sluggernaut, Parsons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta love that nickname, uh, huh? the
1: Slugger. Not he's coming off of a contender series win in two thousand and twenty-one, split decision against Solomon Renfro, who uh, just uh, eviscerated the man on the uh, PFL, one of the most recent PFL cards.
0: Also, Solomon Renfro was robbed in that fight. I will go to my grave saying that.
1: Okay, well, then that, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, Danny Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts though has uh, he got turned off by Jack della Madalena uh, in two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, it's been a while since Parsons got in there. Do we, I mean, I'm sure I'm assuming there's some sort of injury or something that held him out. So yeah, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you said that. He's had a two year
0: layoff with concussion issues. Uh, concussion like symptoms are hanging around. Yeah. Not good at all. That's obviously the opposite of what you want to hear. The thing about him is he is the syndicate MMA Muay Thai coach. Um, they just have an absolute fucking, uh, I'm looking at their staff now. Um, John Wood is their head coach. Uh, John Gunderson is an MMA coach. Frank Muir is a coach. Jay Mosley Jr. Might not be like his father, but he's their boxing coach, which I didn't know about. Mike Pyle, Jay Perrin. Jay Perrin's their striking coach.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I don't know about that one. <clears throat> yeah, but they have a lot of guys. One uh, player's named like Roxy and D Rod and Joanne Wood. Brian Roxy! Jenkins, your, your boy, Brandon Jenkins, Ode Osborne, Stoltze, Vince Morales, Jordan Levitt, Khalil Roundtree. Like, Cindy MMA is pretty legit. For him to be the, the Muay Thai coach there. That tells me a lot. And if you watch him fight, you can just tell, kicks, kicks, kicks. That's what he wants to do. What, what he wants to throw is, is not, his fight before the contender series uh, in Icon, the K. He won by head kick. Um, he's been beat before. He fought this guy who's a boxer now, David Gladham. He got knocked out. Uh, I don't really have anything against against that because that dude, like I said, is a big Russian, like now, boxer, like legit boxer. Maybe not legit, but um, he's, fought some, he's fought some guys. So um, it's just that layoff is really bad. He was supposed to fight Michael Gilmore, and you know how how we feel about Mr. Michael Gilmore. That's right? a W. That's a dub. So the fact that he's getting Danny Hachankar Roberts is a tough fight. I mean, Danny Danny Roberts has the Joy Herbert syndrome. Um, he can just he has a rubber chin, very very rubber. Um, it's funny because Parsons was plus three hundred against Renfro in that contender series fight, and he lost the first round. He got dropped, I believe. Um, but he is durable. He, he rebounded from that. He got up, but like I said, man, that two year layoff that, that kind of gives me issues and some, some concerns For like,
1: like that. That's that is no yeah, go dude.
0: Yeah, man. Like Chris Pronger syndrome. Like, uh, you know, I know that hits home, but, um, oh <laughs> Danny Roberts, five inch reach advantage. I think he has like a four inch height advantage. He is 36, but Hey, you know, Parsons is 31. So it's not like he's this young prospect. um, and yeah, I think Roberts has some quick kickboxing. Uh, I think he might be better, like all around. And I think this is probably a step down in competition. He's fought Ronaldo. He fought Jack Della Maddalena. Oh, for sure. Um, he lost to Michelle Pereira. Even, um, you know, Nordine Taleb. Back in the day, Mike Perry was his first UFC loss. Um, so, uh, you know, he's not going to go for takedowns. That's not going to be a factor in this fight at all. Uh, his, his striking. Uh, ratio is not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, he he does have talent. He does have skill. It's just like, you know, whenever he gets hit, man, he, he's, he might be cooked. Uh, but the problem, again, with Parsons, he kind of has the same problem. I, his chin, he has a good chin. He's durable, but he doesn't have a good striking defense. He gets hit easily. I did not like what I saw from him in that solid run for a fright, uh, fight. So for that, I will take Danny Roberts' money line uh, for him to get it done here. Um, just win a, a nice kickboxing battle, nice striking match. Um, just stay away from those low kicks. Hopefully he doesn't get his legs chopped from under him.
1: Minus one ten, ladies uh, and gentlemen.
0: I'm here for it, so let's let's do it. I'm Danny Roberts you. Danny Roberts to the to the moon.
1: I am with you at one seventy. Uh was his contender series fight at one seventy, Johnny Parsons? I don't think um, Redfro's a seventy or right. I mean I'm looking that up right uh, now. Uh yeah it was. Okay. okay. Interesting. I didn't think we're seventy, but maybe it's just kind of how it is. Maybe <laughs> that's just how it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we'll keep it moving, I guess. Mark Jacasey, who uh, I can't figure out what what he is, man. Really. I mean, this guy one 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 second he's he's like you know looks like he is the most competent, not dominant, but like takes care of business fighter in the in the uh, in all of mixed martial arts. And then he goes out there and gets dominated by Michael Johnson. I I, I mean, really, I, I don't understand. The, this is... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. UFC did a masterclass in matchmaking in this fight because they kind of matched up people who are very similar. Because Joel Alvarez does a lot of... Like, has a lot of the same problems where he just... As skilled as some of these guys are, they just allow shit to happen. And then shit... Like... They just sometimes get dominated where you're like, what is going on? Dude, El Phenomeno is getting just ground and pounded by Sarukian. But that's, I mean, Sarukian and Isma Gulov is not. Uh, the, and then Isma Gulov back in 2019 wasn't mm. uh, a bum. You know, like, you know, he's, right. he's, he got cut, didn't he? Yeah, That's pretty uh, his contract, His, his contract, contract ended? expired, okay.
0: yeah.
1: And that makes sense. UFC would be like, yeah, after that, we're good. we yeah, don't, we not had to money anyone on it. else." Yeah, yeah, we both. I mean, uh, and and the sharps let like, you know my some of my uh, people who work for uh, local, not local, but uh, worldwide <laughs> gambling uh, books told me oh, the sharp, need... the sharp money was on Demir Ismagulov. So then, what do we, you know? That's how I know to always fade those guys because they were. I mean, <laughs> not that they don't know anything, but nobody knows anything. So we just have to make sure we go out and say that from time to time, but. Joel Alvarez is a little bit of a favorite here. A oh, big favorite. Not a huge favorite, but minus 195, minus 200 to Mark D'Casey's, plus 165, 170. I like Joel Alvarez here. I, I always liked his skills, his game, but I just can't trust him, so I don't know if I'm going to bet this.
0: Yeah, it's funny. D'Casey had back-to-back fights with 12 minutes of control, and he had 19 takedowns combined, and then he fights Michael Johnson and doesn't uh, doesn't get any take that goes for a couple and doesn't get any like uh, his fighting IQ is very uh, not good. I would say. Flexible. I mean, when he fought yeah, Rafael Alves, he got he's been guillotine twice. And what does Joel Alvarez do? Guillotines guys. So I think this is a you know picture picture perfect matchup for both guys, kind of in their own way. Who's gonna you know is is the Casey gonna get the top time or is um, is he gonna jump right into a, Is he going to dive into a guillotine? I think he's going to dive into a guillotine. Maybe, maybe not right away, but either way, I think Joel Alvarez gets him out of there. I mean, his striking's come a long way since that Demiris-Magulov fight. Just look what he did. Tiago Moises, he beat the brakes off of him. Um, and he arm-barred that Yakilev guy. I know a lot of people were trying to, or were hype on Yakilev. Uh, he guillotined Joe Duffy, guillotined pretty much everybody else, I think, before he came to the UFC. Um, he's just, he's bigger. Uh, he has, the problem with him is he just has zero takedown defense, like legitimately zero percent. He, he lets people take, he lets him people
1: down. take him down. Cause he thinks he's going to sub them from the back. And that's like, which that's, sure, the UFC level. Works, that's not but, exactly easy, man. Like,
0: yeah, uh, it's just, you know, he has a bunch of different strokes though a Dars triangle, guillotine, arm bar. So that, that makes me confident here. Uh, I know the Casey has been fighting better of late, but also his last fight, he didn't. So like, you know, He's just very hit hot and cold, very hit or miss, um, and just for that, he's, he's also low volume on the feed to Casey. Like if he keeps a strike standing, does he get? He might get beat the fuck up. I don't know. Um, it's just, it's just, it's it's tough. You're, you're betting on two guys who who pull stunts sometimes, you know. Um, but Alvarez is a dangerous finisher pretty much everywhere. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Alvarez inside the distance
1: minus one ten. I like it. That is what I have as well. I am with you. I don't trust a Casey at all, and I refuse to bet him. And I don't really trust Alvarez, like I said. But at least he goes for it. Well, if he's going to lose, he's going to get much bigger too. So. And he and yeah, exactly. And he, yeah, you know, I always bet the guy who goes for it. So this card is moving along, and this card's got a lot of really good fights, man. This is this is a like not crazy. Here comes but the best fight, big names and everything. But Mick, how about Mick Parkin? I know you you've been a big Mick Parkin guy. You were watching him over in uh Rise and Conquer 10. I know you were a big Rise and Conquer guy for a <laughs> little bit there, but Jamal Pogues, who you also have said was going to be the next um uh, I believe John GSP. Jones. Oh, G- <laughs> no, not GSP. I was going to try and get something else, but uh Jamal John Jones Pogues, for sure. This is a heavyweight fight? Yep. Oh man. I-, I always love when we get these like prospects coming in in heavyweight. Uh I do mean- you well, I mean, it's always fun because like someone's going to sleep, and it's usually Mick Parkin, the guy or guys like him. So you never <laughs> know. Or uh, what was our boy's name a couple weeks ago? I, I, I it's oh my I god! His name already,
0: but um,
1: I'm not going to remember it. It's a, uh, uh Braxton Smith. There you go, Bang, <laughs> dude. And now he's now he's on the sauce again. So
0: yeah, now he's selling. Uh, he's working at Subway. Yeah, well, uh,
1: join the club. I'm going to be working it some after this card. But uh, Jamal Pogues, minus 160, 165 favorite to Mick Parkins, uh, plus 135. Do you know anything about Mick? I know nothing.
0: Um, I know he was plus 150 on the contender series against a can, Eduardo Nevis. And he was kind of getting hit on the feet. And then he took him down and got a quick, easy re- – I mean, the guy had no idea what to do. With him. And he got a quick rear naked choke. Other than that, I mean – not really. He's he's fought a bunch of cans, but he's he, you know he's treated them accordingly, which is good. Ashley Pollard looks like he fought a woman. Ashley Pollard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean he hasn't fought anybody good. Like, but that might not mean anything. Like, you know who did who did Habib fight before he got to the UFC? Yeah. You know what I mean? So not not to now, compare them all, I was but say not, the
1: next not, not, not to compare parking. them.
0: But yeah, <laughs> he swings hard. I just don't you know I don't think he has good striking. Um. He trains with Phil DeFries, the KSW champion, so that's kind of cool. He's trained with Till Aspall before. Um, he's bigger, has a longer reach, not by much. The same age. I like some things with Pogues. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's a world beater, but um, he beat Josh Parisian pretty easily. He has a quick jab, moves pretty well, uh, and he has like good timing on his takedowns, good timing on his wrestling. Um, it's it's funny because on his contender series, his second contender series fight against Paulo Renato, they kind of—it seems like they kind of just felt bad and like, yeah, I we'll won't give you a contract, even though you fought like shit again. Uh, both his contender series fights kind of sucked, but his debut against Josh Parisian. Josh Parisi not great, right? One of the worst, one of the worst stir UFC heavyweights. But he's a 500 level fighter in the UFC. I, I think. I think one thing people underestimate is how hard it is to be a 500 level fighter in the UFC. Sure. Like, is Mick Parking is Mick Parking going to be like four and four or five five? I, don't, I think. I think he's going to be like a two and three, one and four fighter in the UFC. I don't think he's going to win many fights. Um, I don't know if Jamal Pogue's well, but he's 3-0 under the UFC banner at least. Um, he doesn't You know, doesn't seem like he goes for finishes much. Seems to have a pretty good shin. Uh, Josh Preezy hit him with a nasty front kick that he just ate. Kind of came out of nowhere. Trains with Joe Daddy Stevenson, so I think his wrestling and jiu-jitsu and grappling in general is, uh, is a point. Um, and I think he just gets it done. I think he gets some top time. I think he can use that jab to kind of keep him at distance. Um, I think he's a solid play here. Uh it's just, you know, do you trust either of them? Hell no. So, I'm staying away but Jamal Pogue's decision is my prediction.
1: I'm staying away as well. I don't know anything yeah, about him. We, we don't so. know we don't either. That's yeah. Like Jamal Pogue's we've seen, but we haven't really seen him get like super like tested. tested. And I don't I just don't know. It's more just I just don't know enough about Mick fucking Parkin or whatever the Mick, fuck name, Mike so. Michael Mick. Yeah. He has no nickname, which is also a red flag, because you have to have a cool nickname in order for me to be a sure. big fan of yours. But Brian Barberina, kind of buried here uh, on this on this card, against, moving up. Is he? Oh, it's right. He is against Mahmoud Moradov, who uh, he's a confusing guy as well. He just uh, he's he's, yeah. he's coming off of uh, two losses in a row. Kayo, who uh, I'm I'm a fan of. Uh, I, I've made that very clear in the past, but. Lost to Gerald Mearshart. He was a big favorite in the Gerald Mearshart.
0: Minus uh, 600, I think.
1: Yeah, and he just kind of uh, got, like, I don't even know, melted, sort of, because Gerald just kept switching. crazy he had it off. him hurt. He early. did. Really? Well, I mean, you know, and, every GM3 fight is kind of like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's
1: how how true. much bigger is he than this guy? He is, a bit, I mean, not that much. He's got a two inch height and three, three and a half inch reach, so.
0: The problem is he's pretty uh, he's pretty yoked and Brian Barbarina looks like he has some boobies. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: And I can't imagine uh, what it's gonna look like at eighty five. That's just gonna Right.
0: Be. And he's thirty four. I know there's a similar age, but uh, let's be real, he's been through a lot more than Mahmoud Murdoch has been. I know again, I know Murdoch also has a lot of fights. So you'd think, Oh, they're, they're both veterans and this and that, but it's a big difference. Brian Barbarina's been in wars his whole life. Um I just yeah, I don't I don't I just don't trust him at this stage of his career. I mean, coming off two straight losses, um, I mean, the, 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 wins he had before those two losses were uh, not great. Matt Brown was a close fight. Darren Weeks was a close fight. And that's when he first got to the UFC. Robbie Lawler standing knockout. Sure. Uh, but he lost to Jason Witt, barely beat Anthony Ivey. Like this is just, just bad news, bad news all around. I had Vicente Luque inside the distance when he knocked him out um, with like five seconds left. So that was a, was a nice hit. I think Murdoff smashes him. To be honest, um, Barbarina has an awkward style, so I guess it could be um, <clears throat> a bit of a um, early uh, odd start to the fight. Maybe a slow, a slow start. Uh, Barbarina is known for cardio and durability. Right? If that's what you're known for, it's not great because those both of those things are going to fall off very hard. And he's very easy to take down. Very easy to hold down. So I think that should be Murdov. Should, that should mean that Murdoff wins easily. Um, he gets takedowns, not at a high clip, but he's he, he, you know he gets some. Uh, he took down Trevor Smith, had a nice sub attempt. He also had Kai Ohio in a good. I think he had he was on top of him. He swept him a couple times. He had a couple subs in there. Uh, he took him down even. So uh, I know he lost, but he looked good in defeat. Definitely looked better than he did against GM3. So. Uh, just for that, I'm going to take him. Um, I don't know. Inside the distance
1: take, plus 120.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take him inside the distance. I think he smashes Barbarina. I think Barbarina's done. Moving up. Yeah, moving down or up when you're getting old, I don't think either uh, are a good move. So that's my uh, that's my pick.
1: I'll tail. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to let you bet that by yourself. I, yeah, I, I like fading Barbarina for the most part. And he did me dirty on the Gunnar Nelson one because – I I have I don't like Gunnar Nelson. I just have never liked his running. game at all. Yeah, and he's just boring. Just kind of one of those just boring grapplers who does nothing but grapple and absolutely doesn't throw punches. Which is also like what like I can't understand it at all. But I mean, you know these guys like they do jiu-jitsu all the time. You know you can throw punches to open up the submissions. He just. Gunner was who, who did the uh, fights? T- not not Takashi Sato or I forget who it was. It was a Japanese gentleman.
0: It was Sato. Was
1: it? Yeah, and he just sat on his back for like four minutes. It really didn't even try to go for anything. Just kind of held the yeah. held the position there. And that's the one position in MMA where they can't stand it up because you have the guy's back. But you, I mean, really, you can't. Like we've talked about that here, the backpackers. He's he's a, he's like the leader of that army who just <laughs> loved to just sit there. But all right. Let's keep it moving. Ketlin Vieira, buried. Another person just buried at the bottom of these prelims uh, against Penny Keenzad, who is the next... Uh, I've heard some people say she's the next Amanda Nunes. I, I don't I mean, I mean, don't agree with that, but... Yeah, uh, I... I, I yeah. Nobody has said that, for the record. I just want to force some people to start Googling. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. I made that up. That was a joke. But... Uh, Ketlin Vieira is a minus 150, 145 favorite to Penny Keenzad's 135... Ty, I, I love Ke- – I don't love. I mean, I guess I do. I kind of love Ketlin Vieira in this spot. I think she kind of needs a W to get back after that. Uh, it was a close fight against Raquel Pennington. I don't think it was uh, – you know, she went back-to-back splits. The Holly Holm fight was close as well. She uh, put the beats on Misha Tate, if I remember correctly.
0: Yep.
1: Um, so, you know, and Yana Santos uh, pre-baby was a little bit different. So, uh, you know, it's been a little bit – Patty Keensod, uh, I don't remember what her last fight was. It was oh right, of course. How could I forget? Lena Landsberg, Raquel Penny, Alexis Davis. You know, and then it's Bechko. Hey, Like that, we start getting into the weeds here with some of uh, Panny's, uh people here. I, I guess I'll ask you, why is Panny Keensod this close uh, in in the odds?
0: Um, Kelvin Vieira, also nicknamed Phenomeno, so a couple Phenomenos on the card. Um, I guess the thing hey, with Vieira oh. is. <clears throat> she um she kind of just gives gives fights away, it seems like gives rounds away, gives minutes away. Even when she was beating a Renee Aldana, she was beating a Renee Aldana, and then she got fucking slut with a big left. Like she just has too many holes in her game, I think. Like she has some good boxing, but she's probably the she's probably not the better boxer in this fight. Like I think Panny Keynes has a boxing background. Um They're both good in the clinch. Like they're both pretty well-rounded and pretty uh Similar to each other, in my opinion. Um, And Kellen's been known uh, to be a gasser. I think her cardio has improved. She went five rounds against Holly and looked good. Um, And she's gone five rounds against uh, Misha Tate also. Um, She's bigger. I think she's naturally bigger, stronger, um, has more power. I think her jiu jitsu is better. You know, I think top time is the way she gets this done. Um, but I think it's going to be close, man. I, th- I think, you know, I, I bet Andy before she, I like her volume a lot. Her takedown defense is very solid. Um, she doesn't get hit that much. Like she has a pretty good ratio, uh, strike ratio. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, she's not the most exciting fighter. I mean, her, look at all her last, what, three, four, five, seven fights are all unanimous decisions. So, um, yeah, I don't know who to pick here. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kinda of torn. I kinda of wanna take a shot on Panty, but I'm not going to at all. I just think I can see Ketlin being like better everywhere, just you know, slightly. Um, but it's tough, very tough to this is kinda of like the LaRoe Murphy fight. I don't know who to pick or what to what to what to do. So I'm gonna stay away. If I had to make a prediction, it's gonna be Ketlin by decision. But yeah. um, maybe I can see her getting a sub, but I mean when's the last time she subbed somebody?
1: Yeah, I don't trust any of that to happen. So I'm going Sarah to. Sarah McMahon. So yeah, I'm going to take Vieira money line minus one fifty. Just get You're out right. of there. And just take that. Yeah. And I I just Those don't. I, I like the level of competition. Like you said, she's been five rounds. When your gas tank is a problem, and then you test yourself, and you go five rounds against the, someone like Holly Holm who and Misha. Yeah. Exactly. Two vets, oh. you know. And she was dominating that Misha fight for the most part. So, and, and, you know, although, like you said, she might not have the boxing. Oh, uh, Sorry, I just threw up there. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> boxing advantage. She will be able to at least hold her own uh, for big portions of this fight. Maybe she's able to, like you said, get her to the ground, get on top and just kind of uh, just steal minutes of this fight. And that's what I'm going to hope for. And I think decision is a good bet. But.
0: And he got dropped by Macy the way back in the day, and she got dropped by Lena Landsberg. He can be, you know, she she can be touched up, and Ketlin swings hard, so
1: Macy Chasean could be the forty five champ, though. She's a fucking monster. Might as well. I mean, uh, there's no one there. Nobody so, else but, to. Yeah. Or
0: Chelsea Chandler and Norma Dumont. Chris in Duncan. A
1: How about Chris Duncan, man? No, no three ways. Let's not let's not do that. Uh Chris <laughs> Chris Duncan, who got turned into a he was just Flying around the octagon in the Contender Series, and then got up and put Charlie Campbell to sleep.
0: That was insane.
1: Which was, was in, insane. absolutely insane. I mean, Charlie, poor Charlie Campbell, it never never got another chance after that. But then he came back. He should, I think. But he got a yeah. CFFC <laughs> win, so I think you will see him at some point. But then uh, Charlie Campbell comes back and gets a uh, split decision win against Omar Morales, which he didn't really look that good in that in that fight, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but uh, he, he turned into a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he's fighting the Red Fox who. If you people don't know who the Red Fox is, go back and watch his fight against Sam Patterson. What he did to Sam Patterson, it, it should be illegal. And that was the last time he fought was in in the UK against the future Sam Patterson. Who Sam Patterson future, was started uh, started hitting the robot after, and he was dude. He was trying to he was trying to fight, trying to fight Mark the, Goddard for, Yeah, like for that. like five minutes. Like he got hurt bad. So I mean, for for the Red Fox to be bringing that kind of power is a little little bit concerning. Uh, I I don't really know what to bet here though. I mean Chris Chris Duncan I, I don't trust him at all. I don't trust. I mean I don't really know much about the Red Fox other than that elimination in one minute. So um, my instinct though tells me that to bet the Red Fox. I just like the Red Fox's name and I, I would be able to just yell just... Red Fox when he wins. So that's uh, a great I, name. I, I don't know. I mean he's not he's not that much smaller than Chris Duncan and Chris Duncan's yeah. been hurt before and I know he'll have like the the Scotland home crowd around him, but. I think I'm going to go Red Fox money line.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah, we don't know much about Ash Moss, right? He's, he seems to be low volume, but he's big power. The guy that he knocked out, I think, was um, – that guy is just – too. he's too big for that weight class. and He's probably chinny. Like, he has the he's, – he's the penultimate tall man's defense fighter. Um, it's funny because he got I, – I thought he got hit with that big right hand. He didn't get hit with the right hand. He got hit with the left hand, which was used to catch the kick. So, very crafty. Also, very late stoppage by Mark Goddard. I think he tried fighting him after the fight because he didn't stop it quicker. But yeah.
1: <laughs> so, on the replay, he I said, know. get your ass over here, Mark.
0: <laughs> I think Mark Goddard probably put him to sleep, too. But um, sure. Yeah, I, I just don't think there's enough out there on either guy, honestly. <clears throat> like, that fight with Borshev that Duncan had was pretty good, man. Very entertaining. Back and forth. Like, Chris Duncan throws a lot into his kicks. He's just a little slow. I wish he was a little quicker. Um, he's 30. His striking defense is just so bad. Like, he has his hands low. He, he doesn't care if you hit him. It's, it's, um, I think was it was, who was it? It was, it was Borshev. He was jabbing, jabbing the fuck out of him. And, um, just not, just not, it's the same odds as last fight for Chris Duncan's a bit odd, for, in my opinion, but trains at ATT. He's bigger, probably the better grappler. So I think he should be the favorite. But, um, yeah, we don't know. We don't know enough or anything about Ashma's. I mean, no. it was just that one fight. Uh, I guess he was in the PFL Challenger Series and went to a decision. So, you know, that's interesting. He was in the CFFC, went to the third round. Like, he doesn't have any first-round finishes except for his UFC fight. Like, yeah. that's, that's, like, so odd that you never see that. Maybe he's, he's you know, rounded out his game, but he's 28. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm going to take the under one and a half at plus 120. Uh, I think this ends pretty quickly, honestly. I just don't know who who, Ooh, f- who falls uh,
1: first. Let me see here. Let me pull that up what the odds are. Under you said what? Two and a half? One and a half? One and a half. One and a half plus one twelve is one twenty. I'm getting you I'm getting you at one twenty yeah. here, so I like that. Under one and a half plus one twenty. Minus
0: one thirty five. The fight does not complete two full rounds. That's kinda of interesting too. Um,
1: fight starts Christ- the second fight starts the third round is plus one hundred.
0: Chris Duncan's just you know he he comes forward man he's he's very entertaining to watch so I this is, think I uh, think
1: this is gonna be a fun fight
0: yeah it's gonna be a banger the first two fights on this card first three two of the first three will be bangers
1: Sean Bannon, Mama B Ireland's own is the next the next Irish prospect the, the female Conor McGregor sure. some people have called her. Yeah, I already I already
0: hate her I know so. you do know. uh,
1: <laughs> she's fighting Bruna Brazil the special one. Who is the favorite in this one? So Bannon's entering the UFC as an underdog. They did not give her an easy fight like they like to do with some of these Irish people. Uh, minus one forty-five, one fifty for Bruna Brazil. Shauna Bannon is plus one thirty. Uh, what do you what do you say here? Bruna Brazil probably uh, max play is what you're probably going to have.
0: I mean, Shauna Bannon made her pro debut like a year and a half ago. Like, uh, I don't think Bruna Brazil's. I don't think she's good. I don't. She she fought a, le- a legit midget on the contender series, oh, come a Marnik, a Marnic man. She's four eleven, Marnik man, and she was getting taken down. She got up, and then she probably had one of the most devastating knockouts in contender series history with that head kick. I mean, she folded her into a puddle. So she has good kicking, good ki- good kickboxing, good knees. She's usually usually bigger and longer than everyone she fights, but she's not here. I think she has a reach disadvantage over Shauna against Shauna Bannon. Um, I think this might be a good bounce back spot though. Um, the thing with Shauna Ban, I think she has a Taekwondo b- background. Um, I think her family, her entire family is a kickboxing background. Um, she has some decent jujitsu, it seems like, but she's more of a kicker than a puncher. Like her, her, her strike is very sloppy. Yeah. Um, and that sucks because Brazil's very chinny and Brazil's very uh, very much a front runner, I think. Um and uh, Shona Bannon almost signed with Bellator. I think she probably should have signed with Bellator. I think the only reason she's on this card is because she's from Dublin and she's kind of hot. And that's really it. You know, like, she again, she just turned pro in May, January, March, April of 2022. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, she, her first two fights she won by knockout and then the next three she won by decision against 3-0-1, 1-2, 6-4. and, 2, 6 and 4. So if you can't get Mina Grusander... The brutsku out of there, uh, um I you know I don't know I just I don't think she uh, I don't think either either lady is that great but I think Bruno Brazil has some athletic advantage I think she has some uh, experience I mean she has much more experience uh, the the Nisi Gomez loss doesn't look that bad especially now looking back on it <clears throat> um, one of her other losses uh, Brunner Brazil was a, due to a knee injury and then her first pro fight she fought Ariana Carnalasi so. You know, Ariana Grande Lossi's fought a lot. Man. She fought Amanda Hebos in her debut, and then her second fight, she fought Bruna Brazil. <laughs> and then a couple fights later, she fights Gloria de Paula. Like, that's kind of crazy. All, all that in the regional scene, man. Like, you know. But, yeah, I, I don't have anything here, just because I don't think Bruna Brazil, uh, Brazil is like a, you know, it's like, she's somebody I'll probably put in a parlay. But even that, I don't, you know, what if Sean Bannon comes out here and wrestle fucks her? I don't know. So I'm uh, going to stay away as situation
1: well. I don't know enough about Bannon to really... Yeah. I mean, although Chuck- she's Irish, I would love to support, but I'm not going to blindly O'Bannon. go into this. Yeah, shout out to Chuck O'Bannon. But uh, here we go. Last fight we're going to talk about. First here. fight at night. This is your big play you kind of talked about. Big play. Uh, Jafel, is that how you say? Jaffel F- Fieldhouse. Jafel? 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 Against Daniel Barras. Yo, Jaffel? Uh, Against <laughs> Daniel Barras, who's making his UFC debut... Uh, it's kind of right down the middle, minus 110, minus 110, maybe get plus 100 on the Barres side, but I don't know. I, I don't like what I've seen from Barres's, uh topology page from doing my research, but I, again, another situation. Don't know enough about him.
0: Right. Um, I thought he won that Carlos Hernandez fight on the contender series. Very close fight, but <clears throat> I thought he won. I thought should have got a contract right there. He, uh, he fought four cans afterwards, and he, he treated them all accordingly. Got them all out of there in the first round. Uh, arm triangle, KO, punches, KO. So did what he had to do to get back here. Um, I think he's a little shorter, a little bit of a reach disadvantage, and he's a bit older than Filo, But uh, he's a good striker. He's very explosive, good low kicks, good jab. Uh, he can get takedowns. Um, he seems to be a good finisher. I mean, how many of, how many of his fights has he finished? Pretty much most, most of them, 13 of uh, 16. He has very good forward pressure, is what I like. And Jafel Filo, I think people are overrating him because of the fight. Uh, you know, he did almost have him. I mean, dude, he had Makai's knee like facing the, the other way, like that was crazy. So that knee bar was in there tight. Rear naked chokes usually his go-to. Um, he's got good power. He's got good submission. Got good, he's a black belt, but his striking is not very good. His cardio is not very good. Low volume. Um. He's been choked sure. out himself. Actually, funny enough, he's been choked out multiple times. Uh, he fought, he lost Bruno to Bruno Korea way back in the day, in Bruno Korea, huge, huge fraud. Paul Korea, um, yeah, just cousin, I think. So, um, he does have a win against Vinicius Salvador. Which wow, does, but,
1: that's one of your favorite fighters.
0: Yeah, you know, I hate that fucking. And the- <laughs> The guy in the contender series, he fought that Echeverria guy. He I thought he was gonna win that fight, the unbroken. He got broken. Uh he's he's a bit of a what we like to call a fraud. Um I just think Barrez is better, man. I think he's better all around. I think he might have to watch some submissions, but if it doesn't happen early, I don't think it's gonna happen at all. So I got a big play on Daniel Barrez by just money line. I think he wins this. Maybe he can get a finish, maybe he wins by decision, but I think he um he was what plus one ten uh earlier in the week, and he's just slowly, slowly come up, and now it's pretty much even, so, yeah, give me, uh, give me Daniel Barres, another Spaniard, on this card, and I think he gets it done, a, I don't know how he gets it done, but I think he gets it done,
1: I'm going Philo submission,
0: wow, plus 430, 430, that, that, that number, one, though, is,
1: it, it, I hope I don't, that is pretty high, that's too high, though, that's literally, like, I agree maybe with everything you said, but it's right? just like, yeah, maybe it is, but. I also saw him push Makayev to the brink, which I know you say people. I mean, it could be overrated, which I, I definitely agree. But Still, uh, any the, other
0: any other know, fighter probably taps. You know, Makayev literally will die in that cage. Like, yeah, I know people say he'll die in there, but he will literally. He literally will. He, his knee was just legitimately just not. He's bent gonna be out for a year be basically
1: back. because of that, because that guy took his fucking kneecap away. So. Yeah, yeah, and still lost. So. I don't feel confident in this. It's a reason it's a plus. It's my biggest play of the day, Uh, you know, odds-wise, not money-wise, but plus 430. So I'll take that, and I'll get out of there. That's UFC London. Ty, do you have anything else to say before we get out of here?
0: Just a couple of news and notes. Um, <clears throat> Oh, about to choke to death. Um, Umar, out of his fight, yep. separated his shoulder. That looked bad. It, it, it is a, you know... At least there's a video. I think he had to put a video out once him and uh, Saeed both pulled out on the same day of their fights. <laughs> both of them pulling out. It's not a great look. Yeah, not a great look, but <clears throat> you know how the Dagestanis get down. Um, and we also have, this is very interesting, Fumi Nukuda. He is a stud Saralonga prospect.
1: prospect. 3 times CFFC champ.
0: He's going to fight an RSFC August 4th, one day before the UFC national card in Nashville. So uh it's a good look. It, it, they're, the, they're looking to for somebody to fight him. So he doesn't have an opponent yet. Uh at one twenty five or one thirty five. He's somebody to keep an eye on. He should before. be. In he, the looks UFC. Very, he probably should be, yeah. I mean Shawna Bannon's in the UFC. She literally made her debut a year ago. So um that's gonna be very interesting. The day before the UFC card in the same city. I don't think that's that was done on accident. So that's uh something to look out for. Also, we have some two ninety three, two ninety four news. It seems like we're starting to um we're starting to really uh, put together the end yeah. of the year schedule. You know what I mean? Like we we, we talked about a couple months ago, maybe a, maybe a, just even a month ago, how it's kind of a long and uh, just not much going on. But now, you know, two ninety five has John and Stipe. It has Colby and Leon possibly. Um, two ninety four, I believe. I don't know. Two ninety four. Uh, I don't know who two ninety four is. It who has who who is on two ninety four? Is
1: but that just, the Abu Dhabi one?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is the Abu Dhabi card. So they're putting that together. That was big and two ninety three starting to get, you know, rounded out. I love I love the Jack Jenkins Chepe Mariscal fight. I think it's a great matchup. That is great uh same with Vivi Aruja and Casey O'Neal, good test for Vivi or for both. Colby uh, Leon. Colby T- Leon. Um Islam and Charles running in the back.
1: Yep. Um Kostanev. Yeah,
0: that's going to be awesome. Al Alskeroff and Imovov, the bo- Battle of the Ovs.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, one's a Russian now. one's
0: not. I'm having an Avoff. Um Avoff. Uh I actually really like that fight. So, uh we're we're, we're getting some um we're getting some good fun. we know. We're not getting uh Parker Porter and Junior Tafa uh, and Stone Kanan and Rolando Madoy. We're getting those just in different different uh, That that's going to be in August, so. Um yeah, hopefully they're going to put together that Paris card, beef that up a little bit. I saw Kai Car France Manel Cop got made for Sydney. That's gonna be a banger. Yep. Um, Strickland
1: was so yeah. gonna fight uh, Adesanya. Is the uh,
0: I I don't like that, but they, they definitely have the history of shit talking each other and Sean Strickland calling him a bunch of names that I will not repeat. Um, so at least there should be that. It's so funny because they were arguing with each other <clears throat> about about Alex Pereira. And Sean Trickman's like, Alex Perra knocked you out. And he said, you better watch. You you fight Alex for this weekend. And then Alex Perra knocked them both out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Izzy got his revenge. So Izzy should probably smoke him. But yeah, some good fights to look forward to. Next Tuesday, um, we actually have a great boxing match. Finally. In Japan. Naya Inouye, Stephen Fulton. Cool boy, Steph. Shout out to Philadelphia. He's moving uh, down. Inouye's moving up. They're meeting at 122, I want to say. Um, that should be a really good fight. I need to watch a little bit more um, of in a way because I feel like there's just no exposure to him over here. And uh, Stephen Fulton, bit inconsistent in his last two fights, but I cannot wait. I might hammer a Stephen Fulton money line bet just because. Just because that's me be on Tuesday morning. Hopefully, we will do one on Monday morning recapping this. But if it has to be on Tuesday, we will also recap that fight. So that's about go. all, though. That's about all I got.
1: We will be back after this weekend. After everything goes down, and we have, like we said, we have a Tuesday fight that we have to talk about. That is a consequential battle in the uh, in the boxing world. But my name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone, and as always, Ty will give you a word of advice for your weekend:
0: take your vitamins, drink water, and take a shower.